Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. And of course, today we're going to lead off with a lot of news about the coronavirus. But don't worry, later in the show we get into plenty of things that have nothing to do with that disease. And be sure to tune in later today for AutoLine After Hours. We've got Jeff Trumbull coming in on the show. He's come up with this very clever way that could revolutionize manufacturing, make operations run a lot better, and improve quality. Bob Gritzinger from Ward's Intelligence is also going to be joining us for the show. So join me and Gary for some really good insights as to what's going on in the industry. Okay, now to the news. Automakers all across the United States are shutting down their manufacturing operations. GM, Ford, FCA, Honda, Toyota, and Nissan closed their plants. AutoLine reached out to Mercedes-Benz, which says it's going to really keep its operations going because it believes its supply chain is secured. And it's monitoring the situation on a day-by-day basis to make sure that its workers' health is safe. We also reached out to BMW and Subaru, but we haven't heard back from them yet with any definitive plans of what they're doing. Meanwhile, Tesla is the only automaker that says it's going to keep its assembly lines running. Elon Musk recently tweeted out, and I quote here, the coronavirus panic is dumb. The company also resisted orders from a local sheriff to shut down. Instead, Tesla is going to reduce its workforce at the plant by 75%, but it plans to keep its operations running. But it sure seems to me that Elon's tweet and the company's actions could come back to haunt it. Meanwhile, Reuters reports that General Motors and Ford are in touch with the White House to potentially start making respirators for the virus patients. They would use manufacturing facilities in plants that were closed well before the coronavirus came out or in plants where they have open floor space. Uh, Elon Musk also tweeted out that Tesla might make respirators, and I quote here, if there is a shortage. Well, somebody's got to tell Elon that every health expert in the country says there is a shortage. And here's yet another unexpected casualty of the coronavirus. Volkswagen is not going to proceed with its buyout of Navistar. VW was going to spend $2.7 billion to buy the U.S. heavy truck maker. Then VW was doing that to expand its presence in the North American market. It says it's still a really good idea for it to acquire Navistar, but for right now, it needs to preserve cash for any emergencies and to protect its credit rating. Navistar stock, which was already plummeting because the whole market was down, took another hit on the news. And as we reported on Tuesday, it sure is a bad time for Chevrolet to be launching the new C8 Corvette. And obviously, Chevrolet realized that as well. It stopped taking any new orders for the car. It's got very high demand and very low inventory. The low inventory, of course, going back to that strike the UAW had in the fall. So for right now, Chevrolet's not taking any new orders on that car until May. At least that's where it stands right now. And motor racing fans like me are singing the blues. Formula One has canceled the early part of its season. So has IndyCar. In fact, we just learned yesterday the 24 Hours of Le Mans has been postponed until September. But the NASCAR boys figured out how to do some racing and get their fans involved. NASCAR is teaming up with iRacing to create an eSports series, and it's going to feature real-life NASCAR drivers. 
like Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Clint Boyer, Kyle Larson, and those are just some of the drivers that are expected to participate. The multi-week series is going to kick off this Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the virtual Homestead Speedway, which is where NASCAR would have been racing this weekend if it hadn't been canceled. When it comes to safety, NHTSA has guidelines as to how long a driver should be distracted or take his or her eyes off the road when they're performing any kind of a function in the car, like adjusting the radio or the HVAC controls. Anything that lasts longer than two seconds, NHTSA says, it's not safe. NHTSA also says that if a driver starts a task, looks off the road, then glances back at the road, then looks back at the task, then looks back at the road, it's safe as long as the total time they're not looking at the road is not more than 12 seconds. But get this, a study from IAM RoadSmart in the UK says anyone using Android Auto or Apple CarPlay is typically distracted for more than two seconds to perform just about any task. They said that using voice command was better than using touch screens. And if you do use voice commands, it typically does fall within that 12 second guideline. But they also found that using touch screens is as distracting in driving as texting. And BMW reported its 2019 financial earnings. The results are a little bit mixed. The company sold more than 2.5 million vehicles, including Mini and Rolls-Royce cars, and that was a record for them. Revenue came in at 104 billion euros, and that's the first time BMW went over the 100 billion euro mark. But Due to antitrust proceedings in Europe and heavy R&D spending, its EBIT, earning before income and our interest in taxes, dropped 17%, and its net profit plunged nearly 30%. Even so, BMW says it's not going to let up on its R&D investing. It plans to spend more than 30 billion euros by 2025 to develop new technologies. And it also revealed that the next generation 7 series is going to be an all-electric car, or at least there will be an all-electric version. Okay, let's get to some of your comments. We love going through the comments section and learning what you all are talking about. Now, first of all, we're going to start off by saying thank you. As you all know, I'm the only one in the studio, the only one in the building. Everybody else on the AutoLine team is working remotely from home. I think we did a pretty good job yesterday. We're going to get better at it. But a lot of you said, hey, we like what you're doing. Just keep on doing it. Boy, do we appreciate hearing that. Okay, let's get to some of the comments and uh, questions here. C-Tech wanted to know, why is there a need for an electronic parking brake on the front wheels? With front-wheel drive and most of the weight already up front, isn't this adding more unsprung weight? What am I missing? Well, yeah, you're right, C-Tech. It does add some unsprung weight. But obviously, the automakers decided that freeing up interior space was worth the trade-off. And besides, you know, there was going to be unsprung weight anyway with an electronic parking brake on the rear brakes. I know what you're saying. They moved it up front, but still, I don't think that's that big of a deal. John Saar had us laughing. Parking brake on the front? How is anyone going to impress the ladies or gents if you can't do handbrake turns? How am I going to get dates now? In the interest of fair reporting, it never really worked, but 
It's the best move I have in my repertoire. <laughs> we love it, and I agree. Nothing better than handbrake turns in the snow or on dirt roads. Tiny B summed up the majority of comments. You can pry my handbrake from my cold, dead hands. Power slides forever. I'm with you there, man. And then uh, we had a report on 3D printing. Of course, uh, yesterday's story on how Porsche is going to use some 3D printing in its seats. We got a couple of comments from you. Seawolf said, I'm skeptical about how long it will last because though it's durable under certain conditions, it's not very abrasive resistant. It also looks like a good dirt collector. And Jackson Brown mirrored that comment. He said, 3D foam looks like a dirt and bacteria catcher and a pain to clean. It also looks like it'll bottom out fast. Well, time will tell how these 3D printed seats hold up, but I got to tell you, there is no doubt about it, we're going to see more 3D manufactured parts coming into automobiles, but that's going to happen pretty quick. Anyway, thank you for all your questions and comments. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. A new off-road series with electric SUVs is going to kick off in January. It's called Extreme E, and the vehicles are similar in size to commercial SUVs, but they have three times the torque of a Formula E race car. Continental is the exclusive tire supplier for the series, and while it normally takes three to four years to develop a tire for a conventional vehicle, Conti will need to make these tires in a little over a year's time. It's also going to put new kind of technology into the tires so that they can display data like tire pressure and temperature on a screen inside the cockpit. It's organized in uh, cooperation with Formula E. The first race is going to happen in Senegal, and it's going to be followed by races throughout 2021 in Saudi Arabia, the Himalayan mountains, Greenland, and Brazil. You know, there's millions of vehicles driving around on roads right now with ADAS systems in them, advanced driver assistance systems. Uh, but what many people are failing to realize is that these components may need to be recalibrated even after a simple repair. That means there's a lot of vehicles on the road with systems that are not functioning to their full potential. Here's Mike Anderson, the CEO of Collision Advice, on how we can improve these ADAS repair rates. And I think a lot of this training has to be opened up to the independent repair facilities. Um, you know, independent repair facilities, as we know, are repairing the majority of the vehicles on the road that are in an accident. And I also think that, again, from a collision repair standpoint, something as simple as replacing a mirror, even you know, if your mirror gets clipped and you hit something, even something like that may require calibration or even something as minor as a bumper. You know, what's pretty interesting to me is when you review a lot of the owner's manuals that are provided to the owner when they buy a new vehicle, there are a lot of these um, precautions or warnings in the owner's manuals that will state to the owner, if your bumper even in a slight accident, you need to have it inspected, you know, by a repair facility. So I think, you know, for shops, I think it's really important that they can't take anything for granted. And as much like Jake said, anything that we used to just replace a mirror and we do it in 10 or 15 minutes, that could require, you know, a four-wheel alignment just to go and calibrate a camera. So it's much more in depth. And I think it just starts with education and collaboration between the OEMs, as well as the shops that repair the consumer's vehicles. Mike, as you know, ICAR started uh, Body Shopology where yes. consumers can get an app to make sure that they go to the proper kind of ICAR certified repair facility. Do we need something like that for ADAS? You know, I absolutely I do. I think that, you know, you, 
for a consumer, I think they've got to be able to find a shop that has the ability, meaning the training, but also the proper equipment in order to do these calibrations. So I think anything we can do to educate the consumer so they're making a smart selection for who repairs their vehicle is absolutely critical to our industry. And one of the things I love about Body Shopology is that when you go to Body Shopology, it actually gives you the ability to actually select, you know, all the shops that are iCar Gold class. But if you have a Honda, for example, and I go to iCar's website, Body Shopology, it actually will allow me to select to see which shops are certified by Honda and Honda has a program called Pro First. So I think other OEMs that can embrace that, I think it helps the consumer to make a wiser decision. There's a lot of great information on that show. And of course, you can watch the entire thing right now on our website or our YouTube channel. And before we get going here, there's something that we thought you'd get a kick out of watching. And it was a video posted by at Newman1979. He put it on Twitter and he's having some fun while all of us are under quarantine. Take a look. Hey, if you happen to see any kind of related funny videos like this, automotive related, send them our way. We all need to have some fun right now with this crisis that's going on. But anyway, that wraps up today's show. Thank you for watching, and don't forget to join us for After Hours later today.